You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for joining us this morning. And as always, an interesting guest and some great topics. And it is August, and that means, of course, it is Breastfeeding Awareness Month. So we are happy to have Karen Satembri with us. She is a breast lactation consultant with St. Mary's Medical Center and also the Palm Beach Children's Hospital. So, Karen, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. And tell us a little bit about your background and what led you uh, to decide you wanted to be a breast lactation consultant? Well, I have been a nurse for quite some time, worked for seven years in a neonatal ICU and pediatric unit in New Jersey before coming to Florida, where I've been for a number of years, mm -hmm. and also love being in the newborn ICU. And one of the offshoots of that, um, I also picked up a certification as an internationally board-certified lactation consultant, um, seeing how newborns thrive ever so much better when they have access to mother's milk. And uh, when your situation and your uh, position, your environment, you're right there uh, at, the, at the point where mothers usually for the first time uh, try breastfeeding, and it doesn't always go as smoothly as you would like for, for as, whatever reason. Correct. As is <clears throat> most things in our life. Especially when involving little kids. Involving <laughs> little kids particularly, yes. <laughs> things can throw you some curves and surprises. And, and why is that? Is there still a, a, an, an iron light age? still a bit of a stigma attached to breastfeeding? That's a great question. Yes, we are in an enlightened age. However, we also have wonderful social media, which mm. can be a plus or a minus with any topic, of course. I really don't perceive a, a stigma per se when it comes to breastfeeding in my field, mm -hmm. probably because I'm immersed in it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm aware of that because you can put any topic, for example, on Facebook and hear yes and no regarding that particular topic. So yes, there are sometimes some naysayers or um, people who may have issues with any given topic, breastfeeding included. And it's like anything else, it takes practice. It does. And uh, so now there are, of course, uh, on the other side of this equation, there are lots of benefits when it comes to breastfeeding. Tell us about those. Okay, there are benefits for both mother and baby. Um, most of the people in our world focus on, oh, it's best for your baby and you need to do this. But again, it's a plus for both. Babies, particularly in my situation, our neonatal babies have, have been deprived of some of the last um, months, perhaps, mm -hmm. of time growing in the uterus. That's the time when a baby is attaining a lot of immune factors that's passed from mother to baby. And if they're deprived of that, once again, one of the other major factors for getting your immune system up and ready to go is by receiving your mother's milk soon after birth without introduction of a lot of other substances. Our human gut is one of the major areas of the body that helps us to fight off offending things, bacterias, viruses, allergens, and so forth. And that first milk that a baby's exposed to is called colostrum. It's very laden with extra immunities and antibodies. There's a lot of um, talk these days about probiotics. Mm -hmm. Mother's milk is really the original probiotic. And it's, it's very small amounts in the first days, but that very small amounts sort of paint and coat the gut and make it much more likely to fend off offending organisms. And also, when you have something as small as an infant, you don't need as large an amount. 
Absolutely. On day one of baby's life, that little tummy is only capable of holding about five to seven milliliters, which is around a teaspoon. And magically, that's how much colostrum is usually present for each feeding in that first 24 hours. Now, you mentioned there are benefits to mom as well. Tell us about those. Absolutely. Mothers who breastfeed are less likely in later life to have issues with ovarian cancer, with breast cancer, and they lose that pregnancy weight much more quickly, which is a, a way lovely bonus. Um, one of my coworkers just came back to work this week, and her baby's three months old, and she's thinner now than before she came pregnant. <laughs> now, you mentioned you were talking about uh, the mother providing a colostrum. Correct. Uh, to the the young infant, and how it's it's so important for the infant to get that uh, that I guess dose, for lack of a better word, and, Great a, word. and, and in a pure a pure uh, area. Uh, but that's where prenatal care comes in, and that's a really important uh, thing for moms to think about as well. Isn't Absolutely, it? Um, mothers who seek prenatal care early on, as soon as they have found out that they're pregnant, are definitely in a much better situation to have a healthy baby for many reasons, and you. Usually, prenatal care providers are very tuned in to helping that mother begin right then and there to learn that breastfeeding is a plus for your baby as well as for mom, and they have access to resources to learn about it and know what's up ahead. And it probably it bears repeating also there are things that mom need to lay off of in prenatal times. Absolutely. Um, as all of us are aware, it's not a good time to be playing with alcohol, and it's certainly a time to avoid any um, drugs that are not necessary, especially those drugs of abuse, including marijuana. Now, we talked about how important it is early on for uh, young children to breastfeed, and uh, probably one of the biggest topics of debate uh, for as long as I can remember is everybody agrees when to start, and nobody agrees when to stop. When's, when's the best time to stop currently? <laughs> That's an excellent question again. Um, a lot of that um, bears on the mother's choice and the infant's choice. Mm -hmm. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that infants receive breast milk exclusively for at least for six months, and then they should receive mother's milk with the addition of other solids like baby foods for the next six months. So the AAP says that a baby should get mother's own milk for at least one year. The World Health Organization says infants should get mother's milk for at least two years. However, the average age of weaning worldwide is 4.6 years. Mm. So there are children in some areas of the world who are still breastfeeding in far excess of four years. And while I don't want to cut in on your action, uh, uh, but there is also for, for uh, uh, mothers who want to be able to provide that nutrition for their babies, but they're not necessarily that big on breastfeeding. There are alternatives for them as well. Absolutely. The alternatives primarily are feeding formula. Um, there are alternatives for, for example, my tiny preemies who really, really need mother's own milk. It's sometimes mm -hmm. a matter of life and death. Those babies can receive donor human milk. So there are many options for that. Of course, very expensive because that milk requires that mother be pre-screened before donating. And then each sample that she donates to whatever um, organization she's dealing with will then test that milk and be sure that there are no, of course, infectious processes going on and make sure that the quality of the milk is up to standard. And then that milk must be processed and shipped to wherever it's needed. So yes, that's phenomenally expensive. Mm -hmm. But the cost of that 
sort of offsets if a child who, as a preterm baby that weighs one or two pounds, doesn't receive human milk, sometimes falls prey to a disease called necrotizing enterocolitis, mm. which is neck. And that sometimes can cause a baby to pass away within 24 hours of the onset of the disease. So there has been a lot of research documenting that babies who receive a diet of strictly human milk in those early weeks definitely do better. And the cost of treating that neck, if the child does live, is is way in excess of what it would cost Mm -hmm. to provide the donor human milk. Oh, that's fascinating. I guess guess what I was uh, kind of wanting to get to, and uh, maybe I'll word it this way, is uh, breast pumping and freezing uh, milk, uh, uh, lactation, is that still a big thing? And is that still, uh, you know, th- these things always come and go. I've, I've had uh, children range in age from their 30s to 18 now, and, and with every child, everything changes, you know. Uh, with one child, the baby has to be laying on its side at all times, and then when the next child comes along, oh, the baby has to be on its stomach. Right, right. And, oh, you have to freeze the breast milk. Oh, you can't do that. So where are we today? That's a very good question. <laughs> There's always ongoing research, hence all those disparities that right. you come across. Differences of opinion. Right, yeah. right. Fresh human milk obviously has the best quality as far as um, some of those special immune factors and substances in the milk may diminish when there's freezing and handling. It's still high quality if it's handled properly. However, fresh milk is best. So that is what we prefer, but we have some moms who do an amazing job of pumping that milk, which is extremely um, difficult. It's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, and they will fill up their freezer. I have moms many times that have to go to Best Buy and purchase a deep freeze just to handle their volume of milk while they are two-month-old still in the NICU. But that milk, yes, is still high quality, and we far prefer that over anything else. The donor human milk comes frozen, and that, too, is still high quality, but some of those immune factors are not present because of that handling, freezing and handling and processing. We are talking with uh, Karen Setembre, who is a breast lactation consultant with St. Mary's Medical Center in the Palm Beach Children's Hospital. And uh, August is Breastfeeding Awareness Month, and it's uh, great to have you on the show and uh, hope we're enlightening some folks. And um, is there some uh, uh, location that people who are listening can get additional information? Absolutely. There's a great website. Um, It's the Breastfeeding Coalition of Palm Beach County website, and you can click on several links there for resources for education purposes, uh, pump rental sites. All of the current lactation consultants in the county are listed there. All of the hospital lactation centers are listed there with their phone numbers and contacts and services available. So it's got a wealth of information. There's also a warm line that can be phoned so that sometimes... Um, on Christmas Day, we'll get questions from a panicky mom that may have an issue, and we're there to be able to answer that for them and refer them where they might find the best help. Give that information out just one more time. It's like a website or something. Yes, it's Breastfeeding Coalition of Palm Beach County. Excellent.com.
No, no, not that. Not God. <laughs> just look, do the Google search and then yeah, it'll, it'll come right up for you. And the phone number um, of the hospitals once again right, is yeah. under each of those sites. Excellent. So. Thank you very much. Yeah, bears like to have to repeat it over and over again, but so folks make sure that they contact Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I know we have folks listening who are going to want to reach out to you and, and get mm-hmm. some additional information and possibly get some help. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we wrap up, because we've just I feel like we just barely scratched the surface of our subject, but is there something of great importance that you particularly wanted to share? with the audience that we haven't touched on just yet? Just that um, many moms feel that I won't be able to make milk. And for her, um, I would suggest looking at that Breastfeeding Coalition website and look at some of the articles there and the research so she might get some better understanding. We as human women were designed to produce milk and nourish our infants. And there are rare occasions where a mother can't do that. But by and large, um, moms perceive, I don't have any milk. Like on day two or three when I'm seeing them, I don't have any milk. I need to feed formula. When in fact, that colostrum has been present for since 16 weeks of pregnancy Mm -hmm. so it's there but having her be aware of how to make the process move forward and nourish her baby is is easily found through just a few um steps of classes research reading some things practice little practice for sure i would guess you know in in the the prenatal world with all the excitement going on and probably maybe still going to lamaze classes and everything Mm -hmm. you know particularly think about preparing for a breastfeeding because mm-hmm. it's not in front of your face and then uh, you know you just give birth and next thing you know here comes this uh, this hungry baby and this is something you haven't even prepared for have never experienced before mm-hmm. i could see where it would be very difficult so it's very fortunate to have folks like you who are there to lend a helping hand it's a wonderful position to be in it's very um exciting for me and it's it's a great loving atmosphere when you've got mothers and babies and you can be there to help them out at times. I'm sure it's very rewarding and and Mm -hmm. I would guess also it's probably a very low-key atmosphere too because I know that helps a lot. Yeah right. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) No noise. Never. No drama. (laughs) (laughs) Well thank you so much for being on and talking with us and uh, keep on doing all the great work you're doing there at St. Mary's and I hope we get a lot of phone calls to your your number. Okay thank you so very much.